Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I know it feels like we have not spent much time together. Or maybe we have. I just, it's all in my head. But on this podcast episode, I will be rambling a little bit and discussing some of the things that are happening in our current society, world, celebrity stuff, and just kind of ranting and really being passionate, if you will, about things that are happening today. And maybe you can chime in if you're experiencing some of the things too. Chime in, feel free. But if you're ready, let's not waste any time. Let's get into the podcast. Hey, welcome to Smooch's Podcast. I'm your host, Antrell. I created the Smooch's Podcast to help inspire, to help empower, and to help you find your true authentic self through storytelling and laughter. So let's get inspired. Let's listen to some good storytelling. And if you're ready, let's get into the podcast. Smooches! Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to the podcast, Spooches Podcast. I'm your host, Entrell. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Listen, I hope your week has gone well. I hope your current week will go well. And hello to all my uh, faithful followers. And hello to all the new people who may have just stumbled across this podcast. Hello. I hope you become a part of the Smooches family. Listen, guys, there are a lot of things going on in the world, a lot. And I don't like to talk about the heavy stuff, um, but I don't like to feel like I'm not connected or in touch with life. But I'm just not going to choose to talk about it right now because I feel like it can just take a turn for the worse, you know, and I don't want this to be really a podcast where a lot of uh, heavy energy is given. So I'm going to bypass some of the heavy things. And I, I just have to learn to stick with it because there's a lot of things that I want to talk about, but it's like, what angle do you want to go with? Do you want to go with the heavy stuff or do you want to be lighthearted what, what what angle do you want? So I'm going to choose to uh, skip past those things. But can we talk about some celebrity stuff? What about the Super Bowl? Okay, guys. So I am a, a Navy fan or I'm part of the Navy. Navy? Girl. I'm part of the Navy Army. Rihanna, of course. Um And I feel like Rihanna can't do any wrong, right? So the Super Bowl performance uh, was just really hyped. I mean, to the fullest. Everything from her promo posters or commercials or wherever on Apple, you know, she had the funky hairstyle, the clothing just from like the chest up to the head, 
And it was given like the Rihanna that we know, right? So that just made me more excited. And then more information came out and it was stated that she had a special guest. So it's like, whoa, (laughs) okay, I'm here for it. You know, bring somebody like Jay-Z on the stage or something like that. Or maybe, no, she's not bringing her. I knew she wasn't bringing her baby up there, but. Okay, so skip to that and we get to the uh, uh, performance. So um, Rihanna gets on stage. She's in all red and she's obviously sporting a baby bump. That's the special guest. And, you know, it threw me because she was performing. I'm like getting glimpse of her belly and I'm like, oh, you know, oh, she's pregnant. And I'm texting with my daughter. I'm like, listen, I think Rihanna's pregnant. And my daughter's like, not you, fast shaming Rihanna. And I'm like, no, because listen, I have been there. Um, my kids are not Irish twins, but they're dang on there close to it. My kids are like 14, 15 months apart. Okay. And it gets, it's real when you get pregnant right after having another one. So, and that's, Rihanna's case. She got pregnant once again right after having her son and he's not one. So, yeah. Um, So I do know that world. And that's why I did believe that she was pregnant um, because I come from that world. (laughs) But, you know, uh, the performance, I feel like she did what she came to do. Uh, Could I, did I feel like this, so I was split because I feel like the performance she gave was great. Um, taking in consideration she was pregnant. But um, I think the scary part and probably why she was so maybe controlled with her moves was probably because she was so high up for most or a lot of the performance or some of it. And you don't want to be moving all crazy up in the air like that and come tumbling down and you're pregnant. I think she was taking a risk just for doing that. Uh, to perform at the Super Bowl, You, it is expected to be a high performance, a high um, level of performance. And I feel like she definitely did that to the ability of her being pregnant. Now, I can understand her being up there in the air, but when she got down on the stage, girl, you should have been popping it, popping it, because I've seen, I've seen some pregnant performers and they get it, you know, Um, and to each his own, because we can't compare. She could have been having some issues and she still was powering through it with the pregnancy. And we never know how someone's pregnancy is because every pregnancy is different. So I I did want to see her do it still, you know, Um, but I mean, I do know that, you know, Rihanna and her performances, they've never been like, oh, I don't, I'm not going to compare it to Beyonce, but her performances have never been really high packed in energy. She gives a good show. Absolutely. She brings the drama, all of it. But I don't think like dancing and doing all that is her forte. Um, I think she's more with the fashion. I feel like she can 
pull off a great video. Uh, but and she performs well, but just not in the dancing arena. Right. So I feel like she did what she needed to do. Um, her fashions were were great, especially for her being pregnant. It was great. And um, yeah, I think that she did a great, great job. Um, I'm not going to take anything from her uh, with her performance. She did make the best out of it because I found out that people who perform at the Super Bowl, you don't get paid for it. So the only plus about being there at the Super Bowl is that you can kind of advertise and pitch yourself to people and gain more exposure that way. And she did what she had to do from everything from her uh, Super Bowl uh, apparel that she was selling before the actual show down to her sporting and pulling out her um, Fenty makeup during the performance. So I feel like she did what she needed to do. She, If she's not going to get paid for it, she's going to find a way to promote herself and make the best out of it. And she did good. You know, she did good. Um, I don't know if I think that, um, too, I th- if I'm not mistaken, she did a outside interview um, before the Super Bowl. And she felt as though if she didn't strike now, when would she do it? And then she made a very interesting comment. She said, if she was going to leave her baby, it had to be for something important. So she did really feel that the Super Super Bowl performance was something worthy of doing and performing at because she obviously is making it clear she's not going to leave her kids for something that's mediocre. It has to be something worthy. So there you go. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I think all of our expectations were shot really high. And we were really, really humbled (laughs) at the end of the day. Um, She came to do what she had to do. And you liked it. Either you liked it or you didn't like it. You're a fan or you're not a fan. That's it. Okay, so another thing that I wanted to talk about. Let's talk about these Beyonce tickets, right? And you know what? I'm going to say this. And I don't know if a lot of you are going to agree with me, but Beyonce strikes at the opportune time, whether it's when someone else is bringing out their um, performance albums or whatever, Beyonce will strike then and then try to like, she likes to shut stuff down. I just feel like it. I love Beyonce. I love her performing and all that, but I feel like Beyonce is kind of calculated And that she has a great marketing team behind her. So just hear me out. So when the Ivy Park uh, launch, first launch, the very first Ivy Park launch, it was around the same time, if I'm not mistaken, uh, like February, either like the end of January, beginning of February, somewhere like that. Uh, And I feel like, this is very calculated by Beyonce because 
and and it's so shocking, not shocking, but it's so a coincidence that her concert too is being promoted at around about the same time. Now, we all have to sit and think because tax time is around about roughly this time, right? And we know that a lot of people will be filing their tax returns and the little bit of money that they do get, if they get any, they can blow it on the concert. And Beyonce, I feel like somebody in that marketing team knows. (laughs) Somebody in that marketing team knows this and people will blow a bag, their whole whatever they had coming back on those tickets. And some probably will say this is looking out for the people because they don't have to rob still for the money. They have it coming to them and they can just put it towards something that they really want. I don't know. It's just real calculated to me because these tickets are astronomically ridiculously priced. Okay. And um, yeah, I do want to see Beyonce. For one thing, Beyonce is skipping out on a lot of states and I'm not really happy about it okay Beyonce I'm not really happy about it and um I don't know how you pick and choose the states that you go to but some of them is like eh, you could have picked somewhere else right um so I'm not happy about that so not only will I have to travel to a different state to see the actual performance. So I'm paying for the ticket that will be our arm and a leg, right? And then I have to pay for travel and somewhere to stay and food and all that, right? So who's winning? She's stimulating every part of the economy at this point. She's making sure everybody gets paid. It's working for the benefit of her and everything else. I don't know if I like that. You know, um, so I don't know if I'll be going to the Beyonce concert. I mean, to each his own. I hope everyone has a great time, but I don't know. I don't know. My my daughter keeps um, talking about it. And I did want to go to Washington to um, to the concert to go to the watch her perform. But the tickets are all sold out there. Um, another burst of tickets, I guess, are going to go on sale as of the 20th of February. And who knows what those look like. But I don't really, I'm not too interested in the different states that they are, if she's going to be performing in. So I'm like, "Mm, not really interested in it, Beyonce. I'm sorry. Like, girl, I want to see you, but man. And then, so, (laughs) um, I had someone bring up to me and state that, you know, well, Beyonce is injured right now. So how much of a good performance do you think that she's going to give? Listen, Beyonce be pulling some stuff out her butt. So I don't think that that will be a factor for her. I don't think it will be lackluster. I feel like she will bring it because that's just her nature. She wants people to go away feeling fulfilled when leaving her concert because I went to on the run to tour and man, I absolutely freaking loved it. The fashions were kicking. The dance moves were kicking. I'm a big, huge fan of Jay-Z and that them two together on tour together, a powerhouse. 
Oh man, that was a that was a concert from heaven for me. Absolutely, that was like the the concert for me. So I don't know. I, what do you guys feel about that? Do you think Beyonce strikes at the opportune time? Like I, I just start to really think about these things and feel like it's very calculated. I don't know. And if that wasn't with the clothing drop, then this definitely for this concert feels very calculated. And then the conversation is going on about the prices of tickets, concert tickets these days, because Beyonce is not the only person who has very high priced concert tickets. Mary J. Blige's tickets were um, quite pricey. Um, Ariana Grande's tickets were pricey. Um, the weekends tickets were pricey. SZA's tickets are pricey. So that's just the way that things I think are going to roll. And this is going to be tough for the actual, uh, musicians, artists, because I don't see normal people being able to do this and pull this off only because I feel like with the economy right now, I think a little bit of everybody's struggling. And then if if we're struggling out here in these streets and then we're not getting increases at work, who's going to be able to put, you know, pay those prices? And then if you do, you can be homeless. Like you can guarantee some people are not going to be paying mortgages, rents, whatever it is half on their rent with a roommate just to go to this goddamn concert. Or there, I mean, some people might get savvy and I think that you should, if you want something like this, maybe you go <laughs> to sell some things. And that's like, ooh, kind of questionable too. Like, what are you selling? People have been giving blood and all that type of stuff. Like, it's not that we don't need it for society, but like for a concert, like, hmm. So, I don't know. Like this stuff is just really getting wild to me because how to have a good time, you have to have an astronomically ridiculous amount of money these days. Nothing comes without a price tag. To me, this is becoming very scary in our society. And I, I don't know if I like it. I don't know if I like it at all. It's starting to put things in perspective for me. Um, yes, I would not mind going to a concert, rocking out with that person, but not if it's going to come from the for with a price tag of those amounts of money. I love them. Yes, true enough. But at the end of the day, I still have to live and I'm going to still live. I refuse to be on the streets. I refuse to be without a car, without clothes on my back without food in my stomach. Um, yeah, I just refuse to have these things because without these things, it makes it hard to exist. Um, <laughs> like, I don't know. Do, do any of you feel the same way? I mean, seriously, I think people have to really start reconsidering some things before going there with these prices. I mean, everything's going up. I feel like just yesterday, so and I'm ranting, okay, this podcast episode, I'm ranting. So I have received a, 
um, an increase with my insurance company, right? So this was so crazy because I had bought a new vehicle 2021, brand new vehicle right off the show, showroom, right? Not that I wanted to, people. I'm not flexing here. I had to. Legitly, I took my old vehicle to the mechanic. The mechanic said, you got two months. <laughs> you got two months to figure out what you're going to do. And I'm like, Lord, I travel for work. And that just sounds to me like that's not even a guarantee. That's an estimate in his head because he can't really tell the future of the car. You know, so... I'm like, okay, I need to get on it. But, you know, visiting showrooms and things like that, it was, I had never had the intention of going home with a vehicle. I just wanted to see, you know, at least I can give myself a week or two, you know, to really figure out what it is that I was going to get myself into. But I got the vehicle. So I got insurance on the vehicle and it was already ridiculous, right? I have a great driving record. Okay, I have a great driving record. Um, so getting the insurance, my six months or whatever goes by or a year or whatever it is. And, you know, I still have the great driving record. Um, and so it's time to renew. So this is during the time everything's going up, right? At this moment in time, 2023. So... I get the notice that, hey, just a heads up, your insurance going, it's it, it'll be going up. My freaking insurance goes is was gonna go up $13. Not two, not three dollars, thirteen dollars. Okay. So I'm like, what in the hell? I'm not dealing with this. So I call the insurance company and I'm like, hey, you know, what's going on? Well, you got a new vehicle rate for your insurance for your vehicle. I said, hold on, wait. Mm. No. When I signed up for the insurance, uh, there was no mention of a new vehicle rate. So this sounds like it's made up to me at this point. They're reaching Okay, so I, I this was the first representative I had talked to. So all that was out the way. Talked to that person. And um, he said that. So I'm like, okay, so when do I have the opportunity? When, when can I stop my service so um, I don't start the new rate, find out all of this or whatever? So I'm out looking for new rates or whatever. So I come across another insurance company gives me a great rate. I mean, like the rate is so good. It's down at least like $25, $30 from what I was paying. I'm with that. I'm with the stuffs at this moment. I'm like, yes, when do I sign up? And so I call back the old insurance company. And so I get another representative and I'm like, okay, so, um, if I was like, I, I need to cancel my service because I had to actually talk to someone to cancel it. So I canceled the actual service. And um, after canceling the service, she gave me the spiel of, you know, I, I hope that you're getting the right rate and things like, don't worry about it. I am. I absolutely am. I got it. 
So this was the best attempt that they could do to try to save me, right? Like not even asking me to stay at this point. They were just like, I hope you're, you know, you're getting this, you're getting that. I'm like, listen, I'm paying, I'm overpaying at this point. Okay. So I'm I'm definitely getting what I need, but I, I'm not talking to the representative in this tone. I'm like, yeah, I'm getting everything. And so she goes to say, well, all the insurance companies are going to be going up soon. Not where I just went. The price is right, okay? And if after a, a certain amount of months, what, five, six months, they feel like they want to go up, I'll go right to another one. Because this is the thing here. I got time. I'm not going to sit here and I know I have a good record. And from my understanding, what I was used to, as your record stays clean and you have a great record, your price goes down with... um within with every year that you stay on board with the insurance company. I don't know. These people are losing their minds. And you know what? I was paying a rate as if I had some type of luxury car. And I do not have a luxury car. So this was irritating me to the fullest. And I'm like, how are you charging people this? Like my insurance was almost a car note, another car note, y'all. I'm not tripping. I couldn't. Mm -mm, I could not. And they were doing it like with the subtleness in their voices, like just subtle, like. mm -hmm. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And not just insurance company for vehicles and in home insurance and things like that. Everything is going up. And this is just and they'll just kick this stuff to you where it's like, okay. Even the freaking mortgage, because like taxes went up in my area. So to make sure, like with the mortgage companies, to make sure that they have enough to cover whatever is being asked of from the uh, city that you're in, they will take out that amount. But they are also able to take out five up to five additional dollars just so they have a little leverage. This stuff is wild to me, y'all, because I feel like we are being rocked out here. And you do have the option to pay it up front so that you your stuff doesn't increase. You do have that option. But you only have like a week to do it from when they send you the notice. Like you don't have a lot of time. And to me, you're not even letting me get this cash together because like some of the stuff that they're the price, the amounts that they're asking for up front you you're not pulling that out of an account like oh here i got it boom you're just not and it just really frustrates me or maybe you do have it like that i mean i don't know but that frustrated me a lot and maybe i'm not as prepared as i thought i was for the real world and these things to be happening but i never figured it to be this bad in our society i never felt that it was going to be this bad and we are just being rocked out here. Listen, I wasn't one of the people who got a PPP loan, okay? I worked, all right? And um, I'm being punished, I feel like. I mean, like, and it's getting to a, a point where I'm, like, asking God, like, listen, I'm supposed to do all these things. I need resources, Lord, because I I'm not understanding any of this. The math is not mathing. And not just that. I'm ranting again. 
So my daughter's school, right? My daughter has severe food allergies. She does not eat on campus at all. But if you know, like you know, when you are a college student, you pay for a meal plan. So for the whole first year, she played, she, we paid, not she did, we paid. We paid for a whole meal plan that she did not have access to because she has food allergies. She couldn't eat anything. So we were buying groceries for her on a monthly, probably even more than a monthly base, right? So we come to the point where we want credit because it's like, okay, we're not going to continue to pay you money. I'm at this point, I'm paying for another child to eat on campus because it, it, it's not my child. And they want to give you smoke about having this reduced. Oh, you need this paperwork on file. You need this. Listen, we had the paperwork on file when she first came to the college. You guys need to dig that up and you need to get it because that should not be happening on your campus. Once you get documentation, those should be filed properly and in the system. So, but we have, we have to fight. And I'm not even clear still. And I still, we still have to contact who we need to contact to make sure that this is taken care of. Because if you're not utilizing these things, and I, I hope parents know or students know if you're listening, that you do not have to pay for something if you're not using it. That is robbery. And um, I feel like if it's a medical issue, um, it will be handled. But if it's not, you might have more of a challenging um, time to get those fees removed because that's like something that's non-negotiable, which I don't understand because the food on campuses are not that great. And you're forcing the students on campus to pay for this stuff, which is ridiculous. So. I'm still following up on that because I better not have that on our bill um, for this year. This stuff, you already pay enough for um, tuition. And it's like, I don't need the added charges if we don't have to have them. So that is another thing that I'm ranting about, like, seriously. Um, <clears throat> yeah, um, I think I just have <laughs> a lot of rambling in my um, veins in my body currently right now that I'm just going through all the things. So, I mean, I know you guys are here for it. Maybe you're not, but I know it's got to be some other people out here feeling this besides myself. So, yeah. Okay. So here's another celebrity story. It's about Rihanna again. Um, so she did a Vogue magazine shoot right after the Super Bowl. So it's her ASAP Rocky in the babe. So very, very cute. So people are tearing this apart. I don't understand the frustration in individuals. I just don't understand it. Why do people always have something freaking to say? Like, I just don't get it. They are taking and analyzing and dissecting this magazine shoot like it's their job. Seriously. So in the picture, Rihanna is um, in front. She's holding her hand back to grab ASAP Rocky's hand, which he is behind her holding their child. 
And um, people are not happy about this. Men have issues with this. Oh my gosh. Like, we 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 got more count. We we need to be discussing more than just a magazine cover at this point. Like, I think men can really spend their time talking about something else, just the same as women could. But what what is happening? So men are stating that. Rihanna looks masculine because she's in front. Huh? Like, really? Is this what we're talking about? She looks masculine because she's leading her husband. They feel like, I don't don't get it because I don't see that. I just see a beautiful cover. Like, I wouldn't even put, have put two and two together. Maybe that's just because I, I don't think all the time it's not that serious to me or I'm not going over and above and beyond when it comes to I guess looking at a picture and maybe these people are just those type of people where they just really are hyperly focused on these things so there's an issue with how they're positioned in this photo shoot um, I don't think a lot of men would even be mad if they were in the picture with Rihanna. I really don't. And they probably would be right in the back, just like ASAP Rocky is and be cool with it. Because for one, it probably isn't, he's looking at it as, I, I don't believe ASAP Rocky wants a lot of attention in their relationship. I don't feel like he does. Rihanna gets a lot of attention. If you know, like you know, a lot of the celebrity husbands, like take for instance, oh, I hate to bring up this comparison, but it's kind of like this. It's like Jay-Z and Beyonce. Beyonce is the more popular one out of the relationship than Jay-Z. She gets a lot more attention than he does. Just like Michelle and Barack. Michelle gets more attention than Barack Obama and in other relationships as well that can be compared. Um, So I think he's just really a low key guy and he probably figures like, you know, I'm going to do this for my girl, whatever. I really don't want a lot of the limelight. So I don't want to be positioned right there. Like, you know, and he doesn't really care. He's like going with the flow. He's in love. They're having kids of building a family that's all he's really focused on, supporting her. And I think people are just really reading too much into it. I think we we tend to do that a lot in society right now. We want to place a lot of judgment on everybody's relationship, and we can't even place a judgment on our own relationship. Let's be clear about that. Like, you have to have your stuff in check if you want to start analyzing and scoping out other people's relationship or what something looks like. It's not that serious. If someone's abusive or beating someone or assaulting or I don't know, if there's a a, a, a really critical situation that you want to speak about, drug addiction or something like that, there are so weapons in the in our society. If you want to speak on those type of things, like that's important. Police brutality, like we can discuss so many other things, but to tear apart a Vogue cover, come on, guys. I think it's beautiful. 
And that's that. Like, I, I feel like, um, men, if you have an issue with that, you might need to check your masculinity at the door, period. And if women, if you have a issue with it, feeling like that she's being more masculine or dominant, you need to check yourself at the door as well. That's just it. Because check in with yourself. Are you okay? Because personally, myself, I don't see a problem with it. If he was in front and holding her hand and she was in the background like that, no one would have an issue with it. Because that's so-called, quote-unquote, the way that a man is supposed to lead a woman and, and that's the way it's supposed to be seen. Or maybe she did want to send another message. I don't know. I just feel like it's just too much being read into it. If they're cool with it, I'm cool with it. It's just too much. (laughs) Just too much. Okay, so here's another celebrity story. I promise you guys, this is probably going to be my last one. (laughs) Because, I mean, it's so much. So, Chloe Bailey and Chris Brown have uh, a song together. And it's um, on Chloe's album. And it's called How Does It Feel? And it's featuring Chris Brown, of course. Okay, I've, I've said that. But people have a issue with this. They're stating that um, they do not like Chloe performing with him because of his um, abuse to Rihanna. Rihanna, girl, you being bought up in a lot of stuff. Okay, let's keep it going. Okay, so um, fans, Chloe's fans have a lot of backlash that they're giving her they have issues with her having this song out with Chris Brown so and it's mainly because of the Rihanna situation my thing is this um I understand it I get it because when you're a fan you're passionate you are protective against those celebrities which they don't need much protection or sometimes they do because they get bullied man like they get bullied so um they're being supportive And they're just voicing their opinions and maybe hoping that it's some type of breakthrough will happen. Right. So I feel like um, it's valid. Absolutely. It is definitely valid. Uh, I think that Rihanna has forgiven Chris Brown because I feel like, you know, she's had like a little video with her dancing to Chris Brown's song um, you know, there's been several different pictures where she's, you know, had her head on his shoulder and in more recent after the assault. So I think that she's forgiven him and she's moving on. She's happy. She's building a family. She's a freaking millionaire. Like that's small stuff to her. And she's not really concerned. Um, she's moving on, but the fans are holding on to it. And, um, so they are having an issue with Chloe doing the song with Chris Brown and probably because of these reasons. My thing is there's a another another branch to this really because he's not a, just a person who had assaulted a woman when he was 20 years old uh, roughly I think if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, and I feel like if Rihanna's forgiven him, we should too, we should move on. That's not our fight really to fight. Um, he has to face his own demons at the end of the day. 
It's not up to us. But I do feel like, what about the other uh, situations that stemmed around him? He, um, remember the um, no darkie rule in the club? He didn't want any dark women in the section and no nappy hair. That's that's wild. Like that should be the conversation, truly. That that should be the conversation because I feel like uh I feel like Chris Brown makes music for women. I mean, he makes music for men too. Men probably bop out to it as well, but I feel like the music is really catering to women. And women of all color, right? But I feel like the women who really rock with him the hardest are darker complexion women. I feel like, and I could be wrong, you know, I'm just reaching here, maybe. Um, but there are, they are a big part of his fan base. And um, he's kind of neglecting that situation. I don't feel as though he's ever really acknowledged that. And he's never given a proper apology. Uh, and I feel like that needs to happen. To, to help people look at him in a different light. And see, that goes back to us owning our stuff because a lot of the times we like to dismiss it and um, we we don't like to acknowledge it and we don't like to take ownership of it because we just don't want it to. We feel like it's going to be magically or it's going to magically disappear. And ignorance is bliss, Right. And I feel like he should definitely acknowledge that part because that's going to rebuild his relationship with uh, women in general. Um, and I think that Chloe probably, too, is getting a lot of backlash because if you think about it, she's she's a darker. Well, she's brown, a brown complexion. I wouldn't really consider her as a, a light complexion woman but a brown complexion woman. So I don't, would that even be on his list of no darkies? I don't know. But I think that's a conversation that needs to be had. And we need to look at that because that's still, I, I don't feel like he's erased or got rid of, rid of those feelings or those intentions. I think those still stand because we've never properly got an um, apology for that. Okay, so here's the very last rant story. Not even rant, but this is the last story. It's not celebrity related. So I came across this TikTok and it's about this um, young girl who's 22 and she's a truck driver. I mean, that's amazing for someone making their mind up at that age that I'm going to be a truck driver, you know? So she's talking about some of the lessons that she's learned uh, while being a truck driver. And one of those lessons, she states that you have to be or you have to learn to be okay with being alone. And I know you guys have heard me say this before. You you have to be okay with being by yourself or you to understand or figure yourself out or being with yourself because it's so valuable you, you really get in, in, in tune with yourself and things that drive you, uh, things that 
you you don't like, you will not tolerate, boundaries, all this stuff. You have time to think. We don't really take a lot of the time out to be with ourselves because we're so busy. We're doing this. We're doing that. And time really just does not slow down. And that she mentioned this was like huge because I talk a lot about this. I talk a lot about this. She also makes a statement in her video and she states, you can't take back the things you do sometimes. And yeah, I mean, that was powerful also uh, because we have to be mindful of the things that we, we do in life because there's no take backs. If you take someone's life, you you can't take that back. If you do something to hurt someone very badly, you you can't take that back. So it's interesting she said that. Okay, she made another statement in her video. She said, you realize actions really do speak louder than words when you're halfway across the country. Let's think about that. Actions speaking louder than words. And I was just trying to like put that in perspective because to me, if if I'm halfway around the world at that moment, words would really uh, help me. But actions I wouldn't be able to experience until I'm in front of that person. And if they're flatline and they just don't show that much emotion as if they, they were when they were speaking to me over the phone, that means something. You know, we, I have to look maybe a little deeper into who this person really is and and what they mean to me or if their, their words are just cap. Really, if their words mean nothing, they are empty words. And that's what I got from it. But I don't know. What do you guys feel about that statement? That's just what the takeaway that I received from it. But I thought that was powerful also. Guys, she used one of my favorite, favorite, I wouldn't say quotes, but things to say. She said, be present. Time waits for no one. I'm trying to tell you guys. Be present when you can. I believe in being present, being in the moment. And I I say this also a lot. Um, I think just maybe a podcast ago or two, I spoke about being present and in the moment. I feel like it's so easy to say it's harder to do. Believe it or not, a lot of us walk around just going about doing things. Not like we're robots or anything like that, but not truly absorbing and being present in the moment. And I just refuse to miss out on anything anymore in my life because of trauma or just not being present. I refuse to do that. I will be present 
as much as possible because that means so much to me. When I'm not here anymore, people can feel the authentic person that came through from my personality from me because I want to be present. I want to I want to engage in that conversation. I want to uh I want to show you that I care about you. So I, I thought that was huge from a, a 22 year old like girl, I love it. She also made another statement um on her TikTok video. She stated that money is just a temporary happiness. And I think that a lot of us know that because we feel like money will solve everything. It's temporary and it will solve whatever you might have been struggling to get through. But after that's complete and you're where you, I guess, quote unquote, need to be, where 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 do you connect? You know, where are you connecting? Um, what What's left there? Did you just spend all your time to just get the money to take care of that situation? Now, what what is there left in your life? Did you block all that off just to get that money to get where you are? Where are you? So that was deep. That was huge. I love that. This one really got to me because I think I started to see this one in a different light. And I hope I am, um, I guess, translating this appropriately. She stated, you can slow a thousand times, but too fast just once. Take life slow. And this is what I'm saying. We can slow down for sure. We can slow down, but... um. But if we do fast one time or at a moment in time, that just seems like, what did, we, what did we just miss out on? Like, I feel like that has happened <laughs> as you're, you, you know, um, in your big age, when you get a, a particular age, you feel like, man, did I miss out on that whole part of my life when I could have slowed down to really see what was happening in front of me and to make a couple of tweaks or changes to fix that. And maybe that could have changed the trajectory of my life or where I was headed possibly. But I think that we go, we, we slow down, but just to go fast And then we miss out on what probably was most important in our lives. And I hope that's the way that she meant it, but that's the way that I received it. I don't know. What do you guys think? As a young person, I know that relationships probably means a lot to her. She stated that genuine friends are extremely rare to find. And we all know that. And I can only imagine that she experienced a lot of this um, being on the road as a truck driver because um, you're gone. You're gone for a large part of the year. I don't know if it's like months or whatever, but I know that it takes up a lot of your time in life. And to come back and still have genuine friends that still care and support you, that still will call you to keep you company on the road, you know, I mean, that's huge. And I think that 
we know that as being normal, regular people working every day and going about life every day, that genuine friends are hard to find, extremely hard to find. Because I feel that sometimes friendships are turned out to be a me thing and not a we thing. And we miss out on the importance of a friendship, of a relationship. And it's sad. It's absolutely sad, but it is a rare, a definite rare thing to come across um, and find genuine friends for sure. So I thought that was extremely powerful when she said that. And the last statement that she stated is that uh, not everyone is happy for you, so move your success in silence. And that's another true statement because (laughs) I feel like a lot of individuals are not happy for you. And because they're not happy for you, you have to move in this way Um, because you have to protect what you are going um, or moving toward. You have to protect that. And um, it would be nice if everyone was happy for you or didn't have any malicious uh, intent behind what they were saying or doing. in the midst of your success, but that everyone doesn't work like that. And sometimes it's best to just go ahead and do what you have to do before ever expressing it to anyone. And that's what I did with my podcast. Really what I did was I started my podcast. I didn't state anything about it until I was probably maybe 10, 11, 12 episodes in. And then I spoke about it. And, um, it's just that it was just one of those things I just wanted to do as well as with my business as well. Um, because I just know that genuinely everyone's not going to be happy for me. Or when I do something, someone's going to try to come up and creep behind me or I can do it better. Those things. So I know that people are not genuinely always happy for you. And again, that's why I move like I do when I do things like I do. Um, so yeah, so I thought that was very powerful that she said that. So I feel like this young lady, she's learning a lot. Uh, what a life lesson to learn (laughs) while working. Uh, we all learn our lessons, some of us earlier in life than others, but I feel like for her just having the courage to like even speak this, but also to show that she's a truck driver, you know, people as- associate truck driving with uh, men and being masculine. And she's very f- cute. She's feminine. She's, you know, it's it definitely going to knock some people off of what they were thinking that a normal truck driver stereotype would be. She's not that. I can tell you from what I hear from people. But you're People are just getting into all types of field. We have to stop placing those stereotypes on people. But this was awesome. Her TikTok, I'm not even going to try to, I don't know what this is. Um, It might be male too, but I'm not sure. But here, here it is. Her TikTok handle is M-E-L-L-T-O-O-F-I-N-E-E-E-E. Try that at one on for, for size, so. I'm not sure. And I'm not going to try to even get into pronouncing all of that. But that is for you guys to go and check out if you want to 
check her out and follow her journey. So that's it, people. That's all I have to talk about on this podcast episode. It was really just a rant, a rave, discussing some things, going over what's going on in celebrity world, going over some of the things that's being experienced in real life. And I don't know if you guys are feeling the heat as well with these price increases and things like that in this economy. And there's so many other terrible things going on, but like this could be a whole huge podcast of every explosive thing, but I didn't want to go there. So I try to keep it light as possible and give us some food for thought leaving this podcast episode. So I hope you got something from this and um, know that I love you guys and I wish you all the best and so much love and continue to be Smooch's uh, podcast listeners. And if you feel like someone could really use this uh, to just brighten their day or learn or get something from this, please share it with them. Do not forget to subscribe to the podcast. Please comment on Apple Podcasts. I think you can do it on Spotify too. Um, go ahead and give me the like um, on this uh, when it comes to the stars. It asks, it asks for you to rate it. So if you could do that, that would be great. Um, please put this on your subscribe list. Um, there might be another podcast coming out after this only because the Valentine's Day one that I did, the audio was just, yeah, it was audioing like, mm, it was giving me a hard time. So um, that you might get another one right after this. So don't feel bombarded. But um, I thank you so much. Uh, follow me on Instagram, Smooches Podcast. Um, email me, Smooches Podcast at gmail.com with questions, comments. What would you like to see on future episodes? I'm working on a 100 episode podcast. Uh, to see if I can get more people involved with this, get different perspectives, get a group conversation going on. So I'm working on that, friends. Uh, also, I'm working on doing a live, doing live podcasts because I got to get with the times. It's very awkward because I just, I don't know if I have that screen time presence. But if you guys have been rocking with me, like you will just be respectful of it and you'll just be like, that's her. So, all right. <laughs> um, so until the next time, thank you so much for tuning in. Continue to tune in. Thank you again to all the people who have stumbled across this podcast. And thank you to all the continue um, supporters. Thank you so much. And until the next time, be safe and smooches. Thank you.